Snap's quarterly earnings point to new Android app. Spotify goes all in on podcasts, and Twitter quarterly earnings reveal daily active users. It's Monday, February 11th, 2019. All of that is coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 350 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media. New strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 350 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and it's had it's quarterly earnings season, so a lot to talk about there this week. A lot of news coming out of those. So let's kick things off and talk about Snap. So Snap shared, Snap, owner of Snapchat, shared their quarterly earnings results, and we learned a couple of things. First, user numbers are no longer in decline. User numbers they held at 186 million. That's good news for Snap, obviously, which had previously seen two consecutive quarters of users actually leaving the platform. So they had declines in users. Now they're holding steady. And Snap's actually making the most out of those users, out of the users that it does have. They've increased revenue 36% over last year to $390 million. Snap shared plans to revamp Discover. They're going to make it easier to navigate and improve user engagement. And obviously, all this is good news for advertisers who are looking at Snap and wondering if it's the right place to engage Snap's audiences and the brand's audiences. The biggest news, though, it's that Snap finally appears to be making headway on an updated Android app. So its current version, it's slow, it's full of bugs, people don't use it for those reasons. And CEO Evan Spiegel, he said a test of the new version, it's currently underway. We don't know, however, when this relaunched Android app is going to be fully rolled out. But it's good to hear Snap's Android app is getting closer to fruition because a successful launch of that app, it could alleviate many of the company's struggles. It opened up Snapchat to a significantly larger user base. There are far more Android users than there are iOS users, and that would help with overall engagement because iOS users, they would have more people to interact with on the platform. Everybody would be there. Snapchat's problem, though, is it's waited so long to launch an updated Android version. And users, they've turned to and have become accustomed to other offerings like Instagram and its stories feature. So I'm concerned that when Snap unrolls this feature, everyone's going to shrug their shoulders and be like, I'm good. All right, let's jump to the next story and talk about Spotify. Because Spotify is moving on from treating podcasts as kind of an experiment to making them a core part of their business. This week, it acquired Gimlet Media and Anchor FM, two podcast companies. Gimlet reportedly went for over $200 million. Um, but this is a big step for Spotify, which previously offered podcasts, including some exclusive shows from the likes of celebrities, including Amy Schumer. But now it's not just a podcast provider. It's in the podcasting business. And the move is it's smart for a couple of reasons because podcast listeners, they're notoriously loyal and using podcasts to keep its users engaged will not only help Spotify 
on multiple fronts, it's going to help with advertising because they're going to be this this engaged user base to serve advertising too. But it also lets Spotify emphasize a content offering that doesn't require it to pay music companies. This is far more, they don't have to pay licensing rights for it because they own the companies behind some of the most listened to podcasts. And it also gives them a point of differentiation from a pretty crowded music streaming market. As big as Spotify is, Apple Music is coming in hot and they're not going away anytime soon. All right, let's wrap up with Twitter because they also had their quarterly earnings. They shared their report this week and for the first time ever, they revealed daily active users, DAU. We know that Twitter now has 126 million daily active users worldwide. That's a jump of 9% over the previous quarter. Most of that came from international markets, so markets outside of the U.S. The goal, though, in emphasizing this number is to show advertisers just how many people are eligible each day to see ads. They want advertisers to know that there's an engaged user base here that we can serve up messages to. But it also shows that that Twitter is doing everything it can to take the emphasis off of monthly active users, which it announced it's actually no longer going to disclose. So this was the last time we'll hear monthly active user numbers. Right now, we know they sit at 321 million. That's down from 5 million in Q3. So much of that is to be expected because Twitter has been actively purging accounts that were violating Twitter policies. In terms of revenue, Twitter ad revenue is up 24% over last year to $2.62 billion, and video is its fastest growing format. Twitter's biggest focus right now, at the moment at least, is engagement, and and Twitter's already taking steps here to, to work on making conversations easier to follow and to be part of. The earnings report, they re- it revealed that Twitter is going to work to initiate more conversation on its platform, including the possibility of making Twitter, quote, feel more like chat, unquote. And, you know, they've also, CEO Jack Dorsey, he's teased that maybe they'll be getting closer to editing tweets. For some reason, they can't quite figure that out yet. I'm not sure what's taking them so long, but there's that. All right, that is it for the week's main stories. Now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. First up, Slack has submitted a confidential draft registration statement with the SEC, which will begin the process of having Slack's financial information reviewed prior to going public. Slack will not be doing an IPO. Instead, it's going to have a direct listing with no underwriters. That's just like Spotify did when they went public. Facebook's Messenger app got an update to let users unsend messages. Users can tap a message and select remove. They have the option of removing a message for just themselves or for everyone in the conversation thread. Messages have a 10-minute window of removal eligibility. After that, they stay. Mozilla's Firefox web browser will be automatically blocking autoplay video and audio starting in 2019 with the release of Firefox 66. If users would like to activate such content, they'll need to click a play button to initiate it. And if users find themselves on a website, they frequently, they frequent often and they don't mind the autoplay playing content, they can actually add that site to a whitelist. Firefox would follow other browsers, including Chrome and Safari, in limiting autoplay content. Facebook is showing a big interest in blockchain with the acquisition of several of the main people behind a blockchain startup called Chainspace. It's not clear how Facebook will implement blockchain technology, but it did start expressing an interest as early as May 2018. 
Facebook is now allowing advertisers to target household income by zip code. Advertisers will be able to target users based on average levels of income in specific zip code areas, which basically means going after various income brackets. So the top 5%, the top 10%, the top 10 to 25%, and so on by location. Mark Zuckerberg, he revealed that the integration of Instagram Messenger and WhatsApp messaging won't be taking place for at least a year, but that's for users. Businesses are getting the integration sooner. Soon businesses will be able to manage all incoming consumer messages from Instagram Messenger and WhatsApp in one location. And when businesses respond to users, they won't notice a difference in the interaction. Ultimately, this just makes managing customer communications across the Facebook ecosystem that much easier. Speaking of Facebook, they're working of making its their whole company more responsible for making the platform do better in its mission to be a, quote, social good, unquote. So now employees' bonus structures, they're going to be around stemming the flow of misinformation and helping Facebook do better on social issues. Previously, the bonus structure was, was around rewarding improvements to user engagement and monetization. Facebook is shifting all new and existing campaigns over to an automated campaign budget system that auto-optimizes ads based on performance. So this means ad sets will not be able to exist independently from each other with different budget levels. Instead, advertisers will be limited to setting their budgets at the campaign level. Facebook will then allocate the budget to the ads that are performing best. The Unicode Consortium is rolling out 230 new emoji in 2019, and the theme this time around is inclusivity. Expect emojis with wheelchairs, prosthetics, canes, hearing aids, and service dogs, along with some others like a yo-yo, falafel, and others. Instagram Stories is getting a donation sticker, so users will be able to add their content add the sticker to their content. Friends who tap the sticker, they'll be able to directly donate to the organization in the sticker. Now, only registered nonprofit organizations can be featured, and Facebook will not take a cut of the donation on Instagram like it does on Facebook.com. Facebook is updating its why am I seeing this button? So this is going to allow users to see the brand that paid for the ad. They're going to be able to see targeting criteria, and they're going to be able to see whether or not users were targeted because their contact information was uploaded. Users will be able to see who uploaded their contact information, if indeed it was. The effort will help Facebook police brands who have uploaded audience target information obtained illegitimately by encouraging users to monitor the ads they see. Pages can now join Facebook groups and participate in discussions with users there. Uh, groups are typically organized around shared interests, and Facebook believes brands are part of those shared interests. Up until this point, brands would send users working for their companies into groups to participate. And lastly, Instagram is going to be more aggressive in pushing IGTV. Now, preview videos will display in your feed. When someone you follow posts something to IGTV, uh, the preview will be a clip paired with a CTA to watch the video in its entirety. IGTV doesn't seem to be as successful as Instagram hoped when it launched, and this clearly is a means to bring attention to a feature that users haven't shown all that much interest in. All right, that is it for episode 350 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I always love hearing from you. Send questions, comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. Do me a favor if you can, rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wigert, that's T W I E G E R T. You can also check out braveadworld.com where I occasionally share my personal thoughts on marketing. All right, 
Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.